hey guys, we actually have a guest testimony for you today, and that testimony is actually my own. So stay tuned, my story's coming up next. What is up, my Full Power Brothers? I appreciate y'all tuning in today on the show. We're actually going to have me in the hot seat giving my testimony on how God has worked every step of the way, every day, every month, every year in my life. And I trust that that'll be a blessing for you guys in some form or fashion. And uh, let's go to the Heavenly Father to open things today. Dear Lord... Just thank you for always watching over me, always providing for me, always making a way for me. Thank you for my amazing Christian family that I grew up in. Thank you that my story um, brings glory to you. Thank you that even in the hard times, you have always made a way. You've always given me a way to stand up underneath whatever I was having to endure during that season, and I always trust and know that it is for your glory and for my benefit whenever I journey through um, trials and temptations and difficulties and storms like that in life. So so thank you so much for that, Lord. Just ask that uh, through me sharing my walk with you today, that someone else be blessed and be encouraged and uh, that there be something else that... uh, these full power brothers can take away and uh, use in their lives. And we just trust you with the outcome in Christ's name. Amen. All right, guys. So uh, the best ways to start, right, is at the beginning. So uh, basically, I grew up in a, like I mentioned in the prayer, a fantastic Christian household. Dad was there. Mom was there. I didn't come from a broken home. So just the stability was fantastic. Uh, and at an early age, um, I believe it was about seven-ish I came to saving faith in Christ, and uh, what I did was, I kind of tell people, if you remember, and I'm probably going to date myself a bit, but if you remember flannel graphs, that's kind of how I came to Christ, because, you know, they had the flannel graph uh, of the tomb, they had the flannel graph of the stone, they had Jesus, and the stone rolled away, Jesus is resurrected, he died on the cross, he paid for my sins, and so through that, through that narrative, I was able to accept Christ as my personal Savior. I knew that I was a sinner and needed Him. And uh, the church that we were attending at the time, they sprinkled uh, for baptism. So I went before the full church, and they had uh, like a baptismal little basin, and they took water. And actually, the cool thing was the water was from the River Jordan. I've never been to the Holy Land. I hope to have the opportunity to go at some point. However, uh, this was the closest I've been to date. And uh, they took the water, they sprinkled me with it in front of all my brothers and sisters in Christ, the church members. And uh, that was a really cool experience. And so I continued to grow up in the faith, grow up in my family, and um, just uh, was always kind of the good kid, always uh, tried to do what my parents wanted me to do. I didn't really rebel. I wasn't crazy. I wasn't out there partying or carrying on or uh, drinking or smoking or going with girls that do. I don't, I don't know what the saying is. If you're from the South, you know what I'm talking about. I just can't remember it, uh, verbatim on the show here, but 
you guys get the idea. I didn't do anything crazy. And that was kind of my testimony that I, uh, unlike other people, everyone has a unique story and a unique journey with God. Mine has been him shaping me within his family, the body of Christ and my personal family throughout my entire life. So, uh, you know, I went through elementary school and, uh, um, you know, didn't do anything crazy, got decent grades, uh, just basically was a stereotypical good kid. Uh, I love God. Um, and that kind of translated into middle school, same kind of deal. I started attending fellowship of Christian athletes. So I was getting a little bit more relational with other Christian peers, um, and then went over to high school and at that point was continuing on in FCA, got more involved there, made some deeper friendships, started having some deeper conversations. However, there was still something missing in my walk with God. And what it was in hindsight was the relationship piece. I was on point with the religion. I knew the activities I needed to do, although I didn't, you know, let's be transparent and honest here. I didn't do them with the regularity that I should have. So I wasn't praying as often as I should. I wasn't reading the Bible as often as I should. And the reason I wasn't doing those things is because I didn't have the relationship with God. I wasn't motivated with this burning in my bones desire to be in his presence. I just thought, okay, I'm a Christian. This is my checkbox to do to become a better Christian. This is my work in sanctification. It wasn't a joy. It wasn't a pleasure. So it was a task and I didn't do it. So journey through high school, um, go off to college, uh, attended some church services there, um, got plugged in with um, some Christian groups there as well, and still just kind of missing out on the relationship piece with God. And uh, so I drop out of college. Um, I played more video games than I studied. So for any of you guys that are getting ready to go into college or in college, that is not the equation you want to work out. It's not video games plus nothing equals good grades. It's studying plus more studying equals good grades. So you can play some video games, have some fun, spend time with your friends, but uh, uh, learn from me that uh, if you want to uh, get the grades and be successful in college, video games nonstop is not the way to go. And uh, so anyway, I decided to drop out of college. I had the opportunity to stay, but I opted to actually go into full-time work in information technology, which if you guys aren't familiar, that's kind of computer stuff. Yes, I am a computer nerd. I've said it and uh, I own it. I love it. So um, anyway, I went into IT full-time, actually part-time. Then I transitioned into full-time when I got a different job. Um, and uh, one of the cool stories along the way there kind of speaks to God's grace and his provision. I was in a uh, third, uh, basically a graveyard shift position at a data center. And I knew that God wanted me to be more available to serve him at church because what was happening was I was working till I think it was about four in the morning on Saturday. So then I had to sleep for a couple hours, then go to church. And I was an active volunteer at that point. So I wasn't able to show up and actually have be fully awake, fully engaged, be able to be passionate, excited, you know, winsome. I didn't have any of those things going on because I was just so exhausted and so tired because of my job. So I actually went to the, uh, I believe he's the COO of the company, John. And, uh, talked to him. He was a retired pastor and I was able to have 
you know, Christian conversations with him. And I said, look, John, I said, uh, either I'm going to have to find a different shift or I'm going to have to leave the company because God is telling me that he wants me to give his, give him my best at church. And I'm not able to do that with my current work and sleep schedule. And he said, well, we definitely want to honor that. He said, I'll be honest, we don't have any other shifts that are going to be coming available anytime soon because you're relatively new to the team. So the guys with the seniority have already kind of locked down those daytime shifts and stuff like that. So he said, we want to make sure that you're able to be immediately obedient to God. Um, I think this was a Thursday when I mentioned it to him. I was planning on working out a two-week notice. He said, if you can work for me tomorrow, Friday, he said, that will be your last day. Uh, we'll just figure out the shift after that on our end. That way you'll be able to sleep on Saturday, go to church, volunteer, be able to sit under the sermon, get everything God wants you to have, be able to do everything God wants you to do, and it's not going to be interrupted. So I'm so thankful for that experience and for that testimony of John's faithfulness in making a way for me to be obedient to what God was calling me to. And I want you guys to know you know, this was stepping out on faith because I didn't have another job opportunity. I didn't have anything else in the pipeline. I hadn't been scouting. It was just God's like, okay, I need you to be obedient. And you've heard me talk about before, there's two parts to obedience, right? There's doing what God calls you to do, but also doing it in the timing that he calls you to do it in. And so that both came together right there. I was able to be obedient and be obedient immediately in the time frame that God was calling me to. So uh, I step out of my work. I'm effectively unemployed. I have to uh, uh, leave um, actually my apartment at the time because I had to give notice. I wasn't going to be able to pay my rent any longer. And uh, a cool story from that as well as the testimony to God's provision is that we were going out to eat after uh, Bible study from church. And uh, uh, we, I think we were at Chili's and just hanging out with some guys I knew. And one of the guys I uh, said, hey, man, I heard you just walked away from your job and um, you're going to have to uh, move out of your apartment soon. I said, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a challenging place. I said, the blessing is my parents said I could move back home. I said, I don't really want to do that. You know, it just kind of makes me, makes me feel like I'm regressing. And he's like, well, hey, man, uh, I've got a pretty big house that I rent and the basement is finished. You know, there's a bedroom down there. He said, you're more than welcome to come live with me and just hang out in the basement and it's going to be rent free until you get back on your feet and get an, another job because I know you're hard. I know you're a hardworking guy. You're going to make it happen. You're going to get another job. So all that to say, that was such an amazing blessing because I was able to transition. I was able to be supported through that time of being obedient and stepping out on faith where I didn't have any financial certainty. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of savings because I was just kind of uh, new to this whole thing. Like I said, I, I had walked away from college. I had just started working. So, you know, I'm a young guy. I'm a single guy. I just don't have a ton of resources. So all that to say, very thankful for that. And from that came one of the most uh, amazing seasons of growth in my spiritual walk that I've ever seen because there was uh, uh, several other guys in the house. And it was, I mean, you talk about the biblical concept of iron on iron. It was nonstop. There's a lot of friction too, don't get me wrong. You know, we had dueling personalities and, and this, that, and the other. And some guys like to stay up late. Some guys like to get up early. So there was all of that. However, this, this household with these guys was just so refining. And that's where I went from 
the idea of I'm a religious Christian and I started to really understand what it meant to walk out my faith and be relational with God, I started to understand that he was my dad. I started to understand that he loved me, he cared about me, and that his entire objective with sending his son was so that he could be with me and uh, that he could be with me now through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So such a cool time, just a lot of transformation, a lot of uh, growth, a lot of flourishing. And um, at that same time, kind of at the tail end transition of that season was when I met my wife, which is another cool story of God's provision. Um, so like I said, um, I was searching for a job. God sent me a job kind of out of the blue. I found it on Craigslist of all places. It was this, and it ended up being this fantastic uh, IT job, full-time benefits, amazing company. And uh, um, so he sends me that. I join up with that company, start working IT as an outsourced uh, engineer for this medical practice. And uh, there's this cute girl at the front desk and she's pretty good with computers. So me being in uh, the technical support side, I didn't really have much occasion to talk to her, just, hey, how are you kind of thing. And uh, so, you know, there wasn't anything more than, man, that's a cute girl. It'd be cool to have an opportunity to talk to her, but the opportunity never came. And then one evening I was at church at Bible study and I saw across the lobby and you have to understand we have a pretty big lobby at church. So there was probably maybe even several hundred people in that lobby at the time or, or a lot. It was pretty, pretty packed. And uh, I was like, I, I think, I think that's Maria. And, uh, and I was like, ah, she's too far away. I can't just randomly yell across all these people in the lobby and, you know, it'd be too hard to navigate to get to her. I'll just, you know, maybe catch her at work tomorrow or something like that. So the next day at work, you know, I was like, man, I got this. I got some game. I got my Christian man, single guy game on. I can go up to her and be like, hey, hey, girl, I saw you at church. I saw you at my church. Let's go to Bible study together, right? You know, the typical Christian guy. So that's exactly what I did. I went up to her and I said, hey, Maria, I think I saw you at my church last night. And she's like, yeah, I've been going to the singles Bible study there. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I go there as well. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. We went out to Starbucks, as all good Christian singles should, and just sat there for hours and poured out our hearts and our feelings and our thoughts and gushy, 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 all this, blah, blah, blah. And uh, uh, we had a, it was a sweet time. I, you know, I, I gloss over it, but it was a sweet time of uh, learning my, my future wife's heart and uh, um, having her uh, known and be known, right? And uh, for her to know me. So, we, uh, we had that time, uh, we, we were dating at that point, and uh, they actually had a singles retreat. So we signed up to go on this singles retreat, and it was in Gatlinburg, and we were sitting in one of the uh, breakout sessions, and it was from a missionary couple, a husband and wife, and they said if everybody in the room gave $20, that that would be enough money to fund them on mission for an entire year. So you know, me and my logical man mind, I step out of the session with Fernanda and I was, oh, excuse me, let me give you that. I'm not talking about two different girls. Her name is Maria Fernanda. So when I met her, she went by Maria at work so people didn't have confusion and weren't able to pronounce Fernanda. However, she goes by Fernanda. So from now on, I will call her Fernanda in this show. So 
You guys don't get confused. No, I'm not dating two different women at the same time. I promise you, I never did that. So anyway, I come out of the breakout session with Fernanda and I'm just thinking, okay, that's cool. 20 bucks. Yeah. Trying to do the multiplication in my mind about how many people were in the room. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder how much that actually costs for them to be on mission. And she pulls me aside and she's like, let's go, you know, sit over there by the fireplace. Cause we we're in a, like a hotel convention thing. And, uh, so we go sit down and she said, we really need to, uh, each give $20 to support those missionaries for next year. And I, I was kind of already thinking, okay, I'm still single. I'm dating a girl. So that means I'm spending money. I'm still not saving. Where is this $20 that magically going to come from? And I knew her financial situation too. And she was in the same boat. She was single. She was dating me and she didn't have much spare money. So, uh, we're thinking, where's this $20 going to come from? And she said, well, remember we had actually saved and set aside $20 a piece to go to the Toby Mac concert that was going to, Toby Mac was coming to our church. And I said, oh yeah. And, and she said, well, we should take that $20 a piece that we saved and give it to these missionaries so that they can be on mission. And that was immediately when I fell in love with the heart of my wife, because that showed how tender, how caring, how thoughtful she was when I was being super pragmatic, super logical. She was being caring and thinking and being creative on how to bless people and how to bless people in multiplicity through missions. So that's what we did. We took the $20 a piece, the 40 bucks, we gave it to the missionaries and they went on mission for the next year. Uh, honestly, lost track of them, have no idea um, how that went. I'm sure it went amazing. Um, however, we come back and we're, we're, you know, living our lives and okay, no Toby Mac concert, you know, unless we can come up with another 40 bucks somewhere. And, uh, I get a call from one of my friends from the church and she says, Hey, Andrew, how's it going? I said, fine. What's up? And she said, uh, I don't know if you remember, but a while back you had entered for a contest here at the church and your name was drawn for two free tickets to the Toby Mac concert. So let's just pause for a second, guys, because I don't want you to miss God's provision in this, in like covering our obedience. We had $40. We were obedient to him and gave that away to missions. And then he came back and blessed us with two free tickets to cover that $40. So we got to go to the Toby Mac concert anyway. And of course it was Toby Mac. So it was amazing. It was epic. And uh, such a blessing to be able to go. But this is all a testimony and glorification to God because through nothing that Fernand and I could have done, could have made all this happen. And God just is like, okay, kids, I'm taking care of you. I love you. This is my provision for you. So, so thankful for that and uh, give him all the glory for that. So fast forward a little bit, uh, not too long because Fernand and I were dating, engaged, and married in under a year. I, it was when you know, you know, and we knew, and uh, um, I popped the question to her at church, not in front of a bunch of people, so it was awkward. It was in private, but it was at church, um, and so we get married. Um, we're doing life, and uh, uh, IT's going great. Um, Fernanda's job's going well, and, uh, you know, this is, what do they call it, dink, dual income, no kids. We're in the dink season, dual income, no kids. And uh, man, we're living large. We bought our first house. We had cars. Um, you know, we were able to eat out. We were able to go on vacation. I was getting promotions. I was moving from uh, company to company and, and getting promotions to where I was um, 
yeah, I was always in small businesses, but I got promoted to senior management and, uh, you know, all the blessings and curses that come along with that. So, uh, that's kind of where we were and we're a young couple. We're in our twenties and, uh, we just get this unsettled, um, feeling specifically in my spirit. And I talked to Fernanda about, and I just wasn't sure what direction God was pulling us in, or if he wanted us to, you know, prick up your ears and pay attention to him more, or if he was leading in a different direction, do we move somewhere? Do we make a career change? What, what are you wanting to tell us, God? And um, what he had told me in my quiet time after a couple of weeks of praying was uh, real estate. And it was just very distinctly impressed on my spirit, real estate. And it, 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 it was just kind of out of the blue. I had no premise. I had no knowledge about real estate. I didn't know is this commission only? Are there salaries? Uh, would I go in, in what, am I a salesperson? Would I go into some kind of management position? Is this a business position? I just didn't know anything about it. And Fernanda didn't have a framework for it either. And I, I had kept this to myself because I didn't want to shock and awe her with, hey, I'm going to leave this ultra stable, uh, high producing job and career that I've built and I'm going to go into something that has no financial certainty and is completely entrepreneurial driven and I have no idea how to do it because let's be honest guys that would freak your wife out so one morning um, probably a week or so later from that I'm in the shower getting ready for work getting groomed and all that and Fernanda pokes her head around the door and says what about real estate for you? Like out of the blue, again, I have not mentioned this to her. She has no context for real estate. I don't have any context for real estate. And she says, what about real estate? I say, you got to be kidding me. I said, that's literally what God has impressed upon my heart. So let's, let's pause and look at this too. God independently through the Holy Spirit impressed real estate on my heart the same time that he impressed it on Fernanda's heart. So then he brought us together and that was our confirmation that real estate was our next step. So all that to say, obviously with that kind of level of confirmation, uh, moved forward with real estate, got my licensure, became a full broker and some of the most fruitful blessed seasons uh, um, that we have had. And uh, I'm still a real estate broker right now and uh, just love that career, that profession. And the main thing that, well, the two main things that have just been unbelievable is uh, the flexibility to be able to prioritize what God's prioritizing with our time and our family, you know, with our family um, and our availability. And then two, uh, it's it's been a financial blessing as well so that we're able to take uh, materially what God has blessed us with and reapply it in other areas where he wants us to um step up materially and uh, resource different things that he's wanting to do. Um, and so very thankful for all of that. And the segue here is that was shortly before we just found that we found out that we were pregnant with our son. And so I'm transitioning out of my full-time career and uh, we find out we're pregnant. Our son comes and, uh, my wife says beforehand, she said, oh, I'm going to go back to work. I love working uh, and I'm just going to do work. And I was like, nah, I don't think you're going to, but uh, we'll figure it out. And uh, so we're literally we're in the, the delivery room and she's holding Bennett, our son. And, and uh, 
she looks at me and she's like, I'm not going back to work. And I said, I knew you weren't going back to work. Thankfully, she was so hopped up on all the delivery drugs that she didn't get that kind of I told you so. So uh, I got away with that one. But guys, we all know better. You never do I told you so with your wife ever. Even if you are right, you don't tell them that. So anyway, I got away with that one. Our son's born. Um, I'm able to be home, available, um, there for Fernanda and Bennett. You know, whatever they need, I'm able to be flexible with my time and my availability. And that's just amazing because I'm not missing it out on anything with his his uh, first couple years of life. And uh, then fast forward, uh, I guess about two years-ish, uh, a little under that. And we find out we're pregnant with our daughter, Camilla. And uh, she's just... Uh, uh, fantastic blessing. She gets, she arrives here and, uh, I'm still doing entrepreneurial stuff with real estate investments. Uh, and I've got some other uh, businesses that I've birthed and, uh, some have closed, some have continued on, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, all this has afforded me the ability to, again, still be a stay, stay at home dad um, not really, not really. That's, that's, that's unfair because some dads are stay at home dads. So it just afforded me the ability to be around and be at home, uh, for a lot of their major stuff, like being able to walk and talk. And if Fernanda needed a break, I could support her in that. So we're so thankful that God provided that for us, um, and continues to provide that for us. And, um, so fast forward a little bit further and uh, about, let's see, about a year and a half ago, um, I'm still kind of firing on all cylinders in real estate. My other entrepreneurial endeavors are going well. And uh, God impresses on me, I'm calling you into a season of rest. And there's no, there's no real reason why that would be. Um, I don't really have any major health concerns that we're aware of or anything like that. So it's like, okay, Lord, why, why am I firing on all cylinders? My businesses are all um, very, you know, uh, vocal about being Christian-owned and Christian-operated. We operate with, you know, Christian um, premises and values, and we're always what I like to say we're one sentence away from a gospel conversation with our clients. So, you know, Jesus's name is being made famous. We're uh, you know, seeing impact, not only from a, in the marketplace, but also with people's lives. You know, why am I, why are you calling me into a season of rest? I don't particularly want to do this. I'm wired as a type A doer, you know, Lord, I have uh, to-do lists and I love achieving on my to-do list. I love uh, making things happen. I love growth and, and success and all that stuff. And why, why do I have to rest? I don't feel bad. I'm not tired. Why do I have to rest? And he said, I just am calling you to a season closer to me. And for that season, you have to be silent and you have to be rested. And so anyway, for the past two years almost, kind of uh, if you guys are watching this in the future, this is uh, 2021. So uh, kind of right before coronavirus, um, I got called in. Well, I guess kind of at the first starting of coronavirus, I got called into this rest season. And basically, I'm not working a traditional work week. I'm working much less hours. 
Um, however, God is still continuing to, out of the woodwork, bring me business. I'm not advertising. Um, many of you guys know me. I'm not on social media, and I haven't been for years and years. Um, however, you know, I'm not doing any kind of solicitation on social media, which if you're in real estate or sales type position, you know, you reach people where they are, which is on social media. So why should I continue to have business when I'm not actually soliciting and trying to find business? It's because God's bringing it. So, so thankful for, again, for his provision during this season of rest. And as I'm resting, it's just complete refinement, chipping away, breaking me down, teaching me things. And it's been the most challenging and continues to be the most challenging, difficult season that I've ever been through, but it's also the most rewarding and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because God is making me every day into the man that he is calling me to be. And every day he's chipping away obstacles that are stopping me from being that man. And I'm so thankful because um, it allows me to see him working every single day in my life. And uh, one of the outpourings of, of uh, this season of rest is God called me to launch the full power ministry here for men. And uh, just so excited to see how his hand works on, uh, works on our ministry and uh, how it touches lives and impacts lives for his glory. And uh, you know that kind of pretty much brings us to today. And uh, I'm sure I left out a whole bunch of stuff along the way that uh, is just hugely important and impactful. However, God has jam-packed so much blessing and so much just love and grace and everything into my life that there's no way I can remember it all and cram it all into a reasonably length uh, show for you guys. Because if I told you everything, we'd, we'd be here for days. So anyway, um, I trust that this uh, in some way encouraged you guys. And uh, we also um, are here to record testimonies of other guys to give God glory so that people can hear their stories and what God's doing. So if you'd like to um, share your testimony uh, with the Full Power family, please go to fullpowermen.com slash beourguest. Fill out that form on that page, fullpowermen.com slash beourguest, and uh, we'll reach out to you about being on the show and uh, um, get you more details on that. So guys, as always, you're loved, you're sent. Appreciate you guys. Please, please stay safe out there, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.